for example, if I feel calm and there is nothing on my mind going on, it's like it's like being at the sea when the sea is just calm and there is no waves, there is no storm, there is nothing going on. This is just a perfect picture and it gives me calmness, as I already told you. And if I feel anger and it's like a storm, I burst into feelings and into emotions. I really explode really easily. And there are some things that uh, normal, ordinary people, they wouldn't be offended by or they wouldn't feel or they wouldn't react to such things. And uh, I'm the person who reacts to things very vividly. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. Together, we will break all the stereotypes about Ukrainians so that when the flag of Ukraine is lifted anywhere in the world, everyone will know Ukraine and its unique culture because today, Ukraine has a dynamic new generation that will change the world. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help liquidate the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me. And even though he struggled with cancer after that for the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then, From 2018 to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to help build orphanages for Ukrainian children. And thank you. Thank you all so much for the support. More than 230 people participated in this project for Ukraine, from the vice president of the Helen Marlin Group to the vice chancellor of the UGCC Church, to the president of the Erasmus Student Network Kiev, to the president of the World Trade Center Kiev, to students from the FLEX program, Ukraine Global Scholars, Yale University, Harvard, and the London School of Economics, to the United Nations, to interns at the Ukrainian Parliament and at the Canadian Parliament, to top 1% students in Ukraine. But not only them. This project is for all Ukrainians from all backgrounds. So if you wish to participate, send me a message on Instagram at aziz.future and join the Telegram channel Kiev Future. My goal is to make interviews with hundreds of Ukrainians and the world is listening. This podcast is already top 50 in the United Kingdom, France, Switzerland and Monaco. Top 25 in Austria, Germany, Canada, Russia, and Poland. Top 15 in Australia, Italy, Spain, and Dubai. And top 10 in Norway, Sweden, the Netherlands, South Korea, Singapore, and many other places because this is now officially the number one podcast on Apple about Ukraine. Together, we will break the stereotypes. Together, We will help all other countries discover and respect the greatness of Ukrainian people. And this good reputation 
will support the development of Ukraine, creating more opportunities for every Ukrainian to have a better life. So let's begin. My guest today is Anna Mikhailiuk. Anya is a Flex alumna of 2018 and a biology student at Taras Shevchenko National University of Kiev. Born in Warsaw, Poland, Anya loves doing sports. Her favorite is volleyball, and she also likes playing table tennis, soccer, and swimming. She won some sport medals and placed first and third place in English writing competitions. Anya, how are you today? I'm, I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm fantastic. Happy to have you here. Honored, really. And I want to begin with something a bit more emotional. So you, Anya, when you want to feel truly alive, to forget all troubles, and to experience your favorite emotions based on your mood today, because I guess your mood can affect this, what would be the activity you like to do? Uh, I'll probably spend some time with my family because I think... Family and friends, these are the most important people in your life. And I, if, I, if I really want to be emotional and connected to this world and, you know, to nature, if I can say this, uh, I would spend some time with, my, with people I love. Probably I would go for a walk. I have a dog, so I probably take her. And after that, I would watch some movies and we can bake some pizza or something like this. Or we can actually make some sushi. There is a little tradition of ours, family. I have a billion and one questions, <laughs> whether about your dog or about <laughs> pizza and sushi, because that okay. sounds tasty, or nature or family. But I will say it in this way. Some people argue that nature is family. That's Mother Earth. So <laughs> how is it similar to be in nature or to be with your family? Do you feel the warm embrace of the earth? Or is it a totally different feeling? If so, what is the difference between the feeling when you are in nature compared to being at home with in a cozy environment with your family? Well, that's a hard question. Thank you. <laughs> well, while I'm at the nature, I feel calm and rest. And this is the feelings that I feel with my family. So there is a clear similarity be between those two things because... Uh, we truly, we people are truly connected to nature, and I think that everybody feels it, uh, no matter how we can, you know, fight this. But you know, if you're outside in the forest or in the river, you can feel the nature, and it is more inside us and the feelings that we get from it. And when we are with our families, uh, we feel kind of the same because those people they give us calmness and peace and inner inner peace <laughs> so for me these two uh, terms they are connected calmness and inner peace this is connected correct yes what does it mean calmness and inner peace and how are they connected well that's that's a state of mind when you feel calm and you don't worry about anything of course there are a lot of a lot of problems and questions and a lot of stuff going on uh, in uh, every person's life, but uh, when you feel calm and when you are in your inner peace, there is 
nothing that can scare you. You feel rest and you feel calm and you don't worry about such things. You know that all the problems, you would overcome them eventually and you have people who will stand by your side, which gives you strength to deal with your everyday uh, life problems. So, yes. <laughs> Thank you. And actually, that sounds like a team sport description. If you replace <laughs> the words to say it as a team sport, that your teammates give you strength, that you don't, you're not distracted by anything, but focus on the moment and et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Tell me more about that. It seems to me, because you're using metaphors of location and spatial metaphors and descriptions, you are probably, and correct me if this is wrong, kinesthetic more than visual or auditory. Yes, it doesn't mean that those will be weak in you, but are you someone highly sensitive to emotions, to sensations? You feel your body, the space you are in, very, very fine-tuned in this way or is this incorrect yeah i think you are correct absolutely i'm a very sensitive person <laughs> then tell me this how do you feel emotions i had some guests here like a girl she said uh, she feels it like colors like abstract paintings <laughs> that is how emotions are to her another one she said oh it's different love is like butterflies in my stomach and I feel tingling in my arms, while happiness is like a sunrise in my chest. Mm -hmm. And she said, anger is like an explosion in my head and darkness in my eyes. And I feel a bit dizzy. While another one, she said, it's like surfing, feeling waves of energy that are different based on the emotion. You, as someone sensitive, maybe you're familiar with the flavors and textures of your own emotions. How? Do you experience emotions in your body? I, I was actually, I actually wanted to say waves, but <laughs> that girl, uh, she already said this. Yes, um, for example, if I feel calm and there is nothing on my mind going on, it's like, it's like being at the sea when the sea is just calm and there is no waves, there is no storm, there is nothing going on. This is just a perfect picture and it gives me calmness as i already told you and if i feel anger and it's like a storm i burst into feelings and into emotions i really explode really easily and there are some things that uh, normal ordinary people they wouldn't be offended by or they wouldn't feel or they wouldn't react to such things and uh, i'm the person who reacts to things very vividly <laughs> Actually, you're describing in a very nature kind of <laughs> metaphors. So you're talking about the storm. Mm -hmm. You're talking about the perfect picture of the sea without any waves. I will ask you more. When you imagine that, what sea is that sea? Is it like a specific location? What time of the day is it? Let's explore that because to you, it's real. It's not like an something a word only said mm -hmm. it is actually a sea it is actually a storm so first let's begin with the sea mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Where is it? Is it Hawaii or like Fiji <laughs> or the Black Sea or something? Is it sunrise or sunset or nighttime? Mm-hmm. Where are you in the sea? Are you sitting on the sand? Are you swimming? Tell me everything about that sea. Okay, when I when I think of the sea, I imagine uh, um, there there it's not a specific location. No, it's just just the sea. <laughs> I know blue blue sea, blue water. Uh, transparent um the weather is nice certainly and i can see clouds and uh, there is sun but it's not very hot it's it's just warm it's perfect and i think i i'll be sitting on the sand uh, you know just thinking about stuff and about life and i'll be looking at this sea and it will be so calm and it would give me calmness You know, are you someone who's really affected by the environment? Because you said it gives me calmness. So maybe in different rooms, you feel different moods. In different places, you feel different energies. Do you feel people's energy and it changes how you feel? Or are you pretty resilient to that? I'm not sure about that. Uh, I don't think that weather... Uh, affects me that much but I think people do because I know if I see uh, people who are upset or nervous or I don't know maybe angry I I want to, to make them happy I want to fix them I want to do something to help them and it definitely affects me but uh, speaking about weather or places I'm not sure about that I haven't noticed this for myself Thank you. So are you an emotional kind of person? Is it safe to say so? Is it safe to say that you're emotional? You're an emotional kind of person? Yeah, I'm very emotional. (laughs) Very, very. I can can tear up about anything. (laughs) Then I'll ask you even more. (laughs) Some of the girls who are here on the podcast said they can be full of emotions inside, but they have a poker face that is very serious, especially when they went to the US as flex exchange Mm -hmm. students. They were trying to smile more because sometimes people will think, why is this girl so angry, but she's just sitting in the park or something. Did you have that experience or because you're so emotional, your face is expressive? Uh, no, I actually tried to hide this, uh, my feelings and emotions from, from strangers or from people who don't know me very well. And even from my friends, I, I prefer to share all of my emotions to myself. And when I said that I can tear up about anything, it means that uh, I would be probably alone in the room watching some sad movie or something like this or thinking about some sad, sad stuff but when i'm with people i actually don't show emotions that vividly and when i was in the the united states i was like everybody else i was smiling and laughing even uh, if something bad was happening in my life and even if i was worried about anything i still i prefer to hide my feelings from other people thank you and now i'm curious i'm Thinking because usually people who are highly emotional are creative. You choose biology and yes, there could be creativity involved, but it's more science-based than logic, etc. Are you then, like how 
do you separate or use your emotions or be this girl who is both highly emotional and can deal with logic at a great level? Well, I think it runs in the family. My dad was a really good logist. Is it a word? <laughs> and uh, he was really good at logical stuff, at math, at sciences. And I'm like him at this way. But I'm still, I'm still a creative person. I like to draw. I like to uh, create movies. Uh, I actually do some uh, uh, film clips, for example, for some birthdays or events like this. I put small video clips in one film and then I present this to people I love so I, I'm still creative so I, I just I just uh, separate my educational life my scientific life from my creative side thank you I will ask then about the video clips that you present to people you love mm -hmm. since it's important for you to spend time with family that communion and togetherness, it seems to be important for you. So what do those clips normally contain? Is it special moments or is it moments of togetherness? Or what is it about them that flows in you and that represents and expresses your personality and what you like? Well, I usually do such uh, video clips uh, for birthdays or special events. Uh, for example, last time my uh, my boyfriend he had a birthday, and I asked all of his friends and his family to uh, videotape a small story of how they say for what they, uh, what they love him and some some nice things about him, and then I put it all into one clip, and it actually. It was such a great and sensitive video. It made him tear up a little bit, as he told me. But uh, I felt really nice doing this because I knew that it would bring great emotions to this person and he would be happy to, to see this and to hear all of these people uh, saying nice things about him. Because sometimes we forget that we love... Uh, other people and we don't say as much as many words as we probably supposed to because people um people hide their emotions and they don't share as much and uh, when i did this i uh, knew that they would be speaking on a camera and not in, uh, to his eyes so it would be easier for them so it was the last video clip that I made, but usually it's just video clips of different events for example when i I feel the situation and if we are having fun, I'll just put my phone, I'll just take my phone and I'll just record everything, dancing, singing, you know, smiling, running, anything that uh, makes me think that this day will be remembered. And then uh, if there is a birthday or anything special, I'll just remember about this clip. I will just go through my gallery and I will just see... Uh, these different video clips and I'll just okay I need to put this and I need to put this because this person uh, he or she will also remember this day thank you you spoke about how people don't really express their emotions that's why the camera was a valuable tool and you said about yourself that you hide your emotions often why do you think that happens whether for you or other people hiding emotions from others 
I think people just try to defend themselves when uh, uh, other people or I would say strangers or not really close friends or family know about their feel other people's feelings or about their uh, their sensitivity. You know, they can use it in some way in the future or say bad stuff about them. And I think that people just protect themselves from this bad gossips or bad words or anything that can harm them and hurt them. And I think I do the same thing. Uh, I know if I don't trust a person, I would never share my emotions and feelings with that person. I would just share that with people that I really trust, with close friends and with family, and that's it. Thank you very much. And about art, drawing... Do you have something that you tend to return to again and again and again when drawing? Maybe you seem to do scenes of nature, faces of people. Uh, I met once this person that was obsessed with hands. So her mm -hmm. all her drawings are hands of people. And whenever she went in uh, like coffee shops or whatever, she will mm -hmm. look at hands and feel inspired. To you, what is the current like the theme that recurs again and again that seems to be in your paintings or drawings? Well, actually, I haven't drawn in so many <laughs> months, uh, but I used to draw people, uh, their faces, and I would, when I was small, I would create a whole story about the person I drew. I would just uh, uh, draw a face, a body, and then put some clothes on on this person and then I would create a story about his life and I would just write this down on the paper uh that's that was what I did and actually I also draw used to draw some houses I like to draw houses and people so this probably these two are my favorite things to draw people and houses yes and I'm interested to know more about the stories because similar to the video clips where you collect moments from days and then create a somewhat a story, and then when you draw people, you create a story about them. Mm -hmm. What is fascinating for you about stories? I, I'm not sure. I, I just love to, to think about people's lives, about what they would feel if they would be that person or... You know, I was just, I was small and I just was, I was creative and I, I wanted to give this person not just a face and a body, but a history about his life and uh, about who he or she is. Thank you. Then, do you believe that people, it's their story of their life that make them who they are? Or is that story just imaginary and in any second we can choose to be any new person we wish to be. No, I actually thought that uh, this, that story affected the person uh, and who he had became. became. So when I, I drew, for example, a girl, I knew that she was like having, for example, red hair because her mother had red hair, something like this. And about personality too, of course. So I would. So I would, it's biology. Huh? It's biology. It is biology, but I also I also uh, wrote about their feelings and about their life story and what made that person that person. 
Thank you. Then about biology, let's speak about that. How did that decision come? How did you discover your fascination, interest, or love for biology? Or was it more of a logical decision about future job opportunities? Uh, I was I always I was always fond of biology and chemistry, and for many years I dreamt of becoming a doctor, but uh, then I realized that a doctor, a really good doctor, he could probably save something like one hundred lives. Yes, and a scientist who can create something, he could save twice as many lives or even three times as many lives. And that was one of the reasons that I wanted to become a scientist because I wanted to change something to maybe... I know that it's hard to, uh, I don't know, to develop some vaccine or to find a treatment for cancer or anything like this. But, well, that's a process, that's a scientific process. And it uh, it takes years. And I, I knew that I want to be a part of this so I can... Uh, make a change, for example, and that was one of the main reasons for me for choosing this, for choosing biology as my future studies. And the second one was that I simply didn't want to study 10 years (laughs) at the university. Yes, very true. And why is it important for you to make a change? And what does that even mean for you? Uh, Well, I see how a lot of people they lose their family members to some disease or uh, I haven't met my grandma, grandpa because he died when I was really small. Well, wait, no, I, I, have, I wasn't even born yet. I lied to you. When, so he died of disease and I could see so many people who, for example, when children are losing their moms or when the mothers are losing their children, which which was re- really sad and desperate. So that's why I wanted to do something that would help these people and me also, of course. Thank you. That makes me wonder and be curious. What are your metaphysical thoughts about destiny? Do you feel that things are destined or that we are in control of our lives, of everything we do? I think there is uh, some part of us that we are destined to become for uh, somebody or that's a hard question because I believe in destiny at some point, but I also think that person can uh, control his destiny. I mean, when, uh, when uh, there is an accident and for example, a small child dies, then th- this is probably destiny because he has never done anything to deserve this but if there is a person who is just lying on the couch and says well my if my destiny is to become a, i don't know a billionaire then it would be so and i would never do anything to to become this person and he would just do nothing and i don't think that you should do nothing i think you should control your destiny and what you do for your life and try to to better your life and to better your life for your friends and family and there is a part of us that will continue on our destiny, but there is a major part of our life that can be controlled by us. Thank you. Well, then what's the difference between the child who 
was his destiny to get sick or have an accident and an adult who you believe you could have saved as a scientist? I'm just curious about it. Well, that's that's an interesting question. If you can defeat your destiny of dying or of uh, something bad happening to your your parents or to your friends, to your family, then uh, then do it. And uh, when I when I told you about a the child, there was nothing uh, we could do or his parents could do or he could do. It was just something that happened and it con- could not be controlled or stopped. And uh, if we are speaking about uh, some disease or anything like this, then we could fight it. And uh, so many years ago, people died uh, when they had uh, appendicides or some, I don't know how it's called. Yes, I know exactly what what you're talking about and what you mean. And now people then don't die you. because there, is a, there was a scientific process, there was a research and uh, then uh, they found cure and they found ways to prevent people from dying from those diseases that people died many years ago. So maybe we should just study more and we could defeat our destiny and we could prevent people from dying at young age from different disease, for example. Thank you. Then you said we should try so maybe we can defeat our destiny so do you believe if it's positive, then it's uh, good to follow our destiny? But if it's bad, we should try to find ways to defeat it. I probably agree with this because we have uh, our life for once and we should make it as, as we should make it the best life because it's only one life that we have. And if we can change something, if we can fight it, then do so. And uh, if everything is, go- is going very well, then let it be. <laughs> or maybe maybe uh, make it better. <laughs> Thank you. Even better and than since it you mentioned we only have one life, what do you believe uh, metaphysically we are here as, like, do we have a soul? What is the soul? Where do we go after we die? Where do we come from? I know it's difficult questions, but we're speaking about a deeper topic. Mm-hmm. So if we only have one life, where do we come from? Where do we go? What do we do here? And do we have a soul, etc.? Or is it more scientific and uh, based on what we can see and measure? I, I want to believe that every person has a soul. And then when a person dies, he doesn't go anywhere. He is somewhere in spirit and Maybe there is no place like heaven or um, or anything like this, but I believe I want to believe at least I want to believe that there is somewhere that we go to after the death, and that then uh, I don't know maybe you, you can connect with your lost soul, with your I don't know maybe a member of your family or a friend who has died, then you can connect with this person after life. That's why I want to believe that it actually exists. But I don't know, fortunately. Thank you. And since you spoke about lost soul, it makes me think about soulmates. And think that uh, a good number of people who are guests on my podcast, especially the girls, they said they never experienced that instant connection or chemistry 
or soulmates experience with anyone that they need like four or five meetings to open up with someone and understand this is my kind of person or not to become friends or have a relationship, Mm -hmm. etc. While a few said no, we believe in soulmates and instant connection is so cool. My best friend was my soulmate and the most perfect person for me or my boyfriend or my girlfriend or whatever. What do you believe about this? And for you, are you more the kind that can feel instant chemistry or you need to open up to people over time more slowly? I think, I think I'm the first type who uh, doesn't believe in soulmates or I don't, I don't connect to people instantly when I see them. Uh, it definitely takes some time because I need to, to get to know the person. I need to find what he thinks uh, of different life uh, situation, different, you know, different statements about life. And then I can decide if I can uh, uh, become friends with this person or if I can build a family for that matter with that person. Uh, so I definitely would want to get to know the, per- the person before I try to build some relationship with that person. Thank you. And what kind of people are more interesting for you then? Are they the ones, because you spoke about knowing their thoughts and opinions about various things. Is it people who are similar to you, so you have that harmony? Or people who are different, so that you can learn from the differences with each other? The... Uh, there is supposed to be some uh, harmony that we can uh, share the similar topics, similar opinions, so we wouldn't fight uh, of because of anything, because of any topic, any conversation. I don't want it to lead to fights. So we definitely need to have something similar. And of course, uh, that people, different people have different life opinions and different view on everything so it's okay if we don't share the exact view on different problems or different life situations and we can argue of course and we can uh, uh, share and express our opinions to each other but i think that the main the main uh, statements and the main opinions it should be um, similar or even the same thank you and i noticed you dislike fighting correct that's not correct. I actually uh, I actually like when people try to fight me if there is a good reason for that. I don't like when people agree to me just because they don't want to fight me. I, I want to know their true opinion or their true uh, what they truly think of that situation, for example. And I would respect more if you fight me and if you share your opinion, if you express it to me, than if you just simply agree to me. That's so cool. But then I have to ask then, because earlier you said people don't say their true opinions because they're worried or afraid about the judgments of others. So how can it be both that people don't uh, like hide their emotions and it's better they share their real opinions and emotions because they're, people will respect them and you will respect them more, etc. So it seems like a small thing that I'm not really understanding how it works both ways. Can you uh, clarify that, please? Yeah, sure. I'll try to explain. Well, when I was speaking about people who should fight me, I would—I definitely meant my close friends and my family. 
So these are the closest people. And so I want to know the real them. And, you know, I don't want them to just agree to me. So I know that they're my close friends for a reason. And I know that they already share their true emotions and feelings for me. And that's why I want their honest and true opinions. And if it is a stranger, I uh, I understand that this person can, can lie to me or can agree to me because he or she doesn't want to hurt me in some way. So I, uh, I understand that strange strangers or people that I don't know very well, they can say different things uh, and they can say things that they don't really believe just because they want to have a good relationship with me. And that's probably okay because we are all people and I, I probably did the same thing because I I would not waste my energy into fighting with a stranger. I would use this energy to to fight with my friends and family. And when I say, when I say fight, I don't mean fight, you know that, right? <laughs> yeah, I understand. It's not violent. It's more about disagreement and yeah. debating yeah, and it, argument. It's like expressing who I am and what I believe to them. It's uh, it's not a fight. It's just uh, expressing my thoughts and ideas. I just want them to know my my true myself and my real me. And I want them to do the same to me because uh, if he is my uh, or she, if this person is my close friend or with my, or my family member, then it would not take a uh, wrong opinion to drove me away from them, you know? I would ju- I would be their friend even if we have an argument or disagreement. It's okay to have this. Thank you. And you spoke about expressing your true opinions, your real you, your emotions, your real opinion. Why is that important? And is that character, is that soul, is that personality, what is that, the real you? Well, the real me is who I am and what what I think of this world and different opinions, what I have on different situations and how I look at this world and how I understand it. So people, well, my, my family and friends, they just know who I am and they know how I would react to different situations and different uh, life experiences. So uh, my real me is just my emotions and my uh, inner feelings for this world and for this world. <laughs> Thank you. So to you, it's very important to be with your family, with your friends in nature, with your dog, and that you, you people, all of you would express your own emotions, your real opinions, you might have debates about it, but you don't hide and you're not fake or whatever. But with strangers, it's not worth the energy for people to try to share all that with each other. They can just appease each other. And for that, when you're expressing yourself, you're connecting with nature, you're feeling like you're on a calm beach, which is can be anywhere. It's not in a specific place where there are no waves. And that gives you the emotion of calmness and tranquility uh, rather than the tornado or the storm <laughs> when you can drop easily into tears because of sadness or a bad remark, etc. Correct? Yes, absolutely. 
Well, I Thank just you. want to say that uh, sometimes uh, when I feel that uh, a stranger is a nice person and he uh, speaks to me nicely and he respects me and my opinion, then uh, I can make an exception and I would be that person who starts sharing his opinion or his emotions because that's how we make friends, right? That uh, We meet them as strangers and then we share our lives with them and we share our worldview and etc. So I, if, I, if I feel that this person is appealing to me and that I share the same opinions and the same worldview, that I would probably be more open to that person. Great. And so are you the kind who can have many close friends or do you have very few but deep relationships? I mean, do you enjoy variety and quantity when it comes to friendships, etc.? Or a few long-term deep relationships is your style? I, uh, I have uh, probably two, yes, two of my closest friends and I have uh, no, knew them, known them for more than three years or something like this. And uh, they are my closest friends. And these are the people who I see really rare, rarely because we all live in different countries. But when I see them, uh, it, it seems like we, we never uh, moved from each other. It, it seems like we are on the same, uh, you know, on the same wave <laughs> on that beach, as I told you. So I and, love that. Tell me more because you said emotion is a wave as well. And now you're both on the same wavelength, etc. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to those people, how much is like the percentage of you agreeing on everything? And how much is the percentage of things that you disagree on? Probably like 95% on on agreeing and 5% on disagreeing. (laughs) And how did it happen? Did you speak with them and then they shared their opinions and you're like, wow, I agree too. And they're like, wow, I agree too. Wow, I agree too. (laughs) Or did you just speak normally and then just feel good around them and then later discover the agreement? So did it begin with the emotion of feeling on the same wavelength or did it begin with the similarities first when you discovered this close friendship? Well, we were, we were strangers for the beginning and then we started on simple simple conversations like about the weather and about school or something like this. And then when we uh, started to know each other more deeply, we started sharing our true emotions and our feelings and we started to uh, we started getting to know each other. So, and then when we really found out about uh, uh, each other and we understood that we are really similar and our worldview is very similar and that's what made us friends. And when I speak, uh, and when I say made us, all of three of us, no, uh, I mean, uh, these two uh, girls, I, I'm friends with them separately. So they are two no, not connected. <laughs> Yes, I understand. Two friends, they're not connected, but Mm -hmm. the relationship is deep with both of them. Yes. And to understand you as an emotional, emotional person, are you now in these days growing to be a positive person or 
is your mood varied and sometimes you can go from depression to happiness to depression to anything in between uh i try to stay positive uh, as i can i do everything to stay positive but of course my i sometimes have some mood swings uh, i think it's normal and i think every person has them especially when i'm exhausted from uh university studies or from work or I'm just tired. I can really change my mood very easily if I'm really exhausted. But if I'm uh, if I'm happy and I'm having enough rest, I would be positive to to myself and to people around me. Thank you. And since you deal with mood swings and also actively pursue happiness, <laughs> what would be your advice to other people who might be either feeling stuck in life or fatigued from the lockdowns and mm -hmm. the quarantine or just they feel their mood not up to par or their life is not going the way they want or anything any advice you feel the world needs to hear or that could increase the happiness of any person who uses it mm -hmm. well i would definitely recommend to build a regime which means which means uh, going to bed and waking up at specific time and getting food. I know it it seems like it has nothing to do with feelings, but trust me, if you get enough sleep and if you eat well and if you your brain rests enough, then you will definitely be more positive and you will have more positive emotions and you'll be calm uh, than if your regime is really bad and messed up. And of course, I also recommend to find what tr what is truly important for you and for example as f when i spoke about myself i said about my friends and family and if i feel depressed or sad i know that i can uh, go to them and i can talk to my mom for example and she would give me such great advices and it would be a nice talk and it would make me feel better and if you have this you should also practice this or for example you can start your hobby you can start painting drawing i don't know playing or uh, playing with your dog or something like this you just need to find something that calms you down and what brings you positive emotions even if you are in the worst mood ever that there is uh, always something that uh, is capable of bettering your mood so that is, and uh, maybe there is some food that can make you feel better. You can also practice this, you know, just to make yourself a nice cup of tea and just uh, make yourself a nice uh, slice of bread with, uh, with anything. So my real advice is to find something that would uh, bring your mood up and just to make you feel happy again. And then you can... Uh, uh, find what what was bothering you and what led to this negative emotions and depression because there is always something it can be a person or it can be a life situation it could be just a statement with life for example when uh, we had uh, the lockdown uh, a lot of people they were depressed because they didn't they didn't know what to do they were stressed out because there was nothing to do and they were locked with their families and so it was uh, something that led to that. But if you really discovered that it was a great time to spend time with your family and to try uh, to get to know them better, to 
uh, find different activities that can be done with them. So you just need to look uh, at different stations from different sides of you. Thank you. And since you mentioned your dog, <laughs> many of the guests who had dogs, they say that dogs are much better than people. <laughs> Do you agree with that? They say we love dogs so much more than other humans. <laughs> what are your thoughts about this well, idea? I, I love my dog and she is definitely very nice and she is very devoted and she's so so nice when i go somewhere she would cry she would literally cry she she just makes this noise and it sounds like crying and she would just go to the window and she would be looking as i pass by my house and crying because uh, i left home so that's really sad and i know that she does this because she really loves me and and she does this for all family members because she loves us very much but um I cannot say that dogs are better than humans because, um, well, there are very good humans too. And we don't know what dogs are thinking about us inside their brains. So you never know. Today I saw something like a scratch on my dog's eye and I tried to fix it. I tried to, to touch her eye because I wanted to help her. And she started barking at me, but I just wanted to help her. And she never understood this. So you never know. I agree. You never know. And we, with humans, it can also be the same. Yes. That's why often it's better not to give other people advice because they'll be similar to your dog and mm -hmm. not understand the benefit yes. and react in the same way. Well, <laughs> Anya, it was really a pleasure, a privilege. If people want to follow you on social media, what is the best social media to follow you? And I'll make sure to write it in the description. And is there any project in general you'd like to raise more awareness about? You can share some information about that now, too. Uh, well, people can follow me on Instagram. That's uh, probably the only social network that I really follow. Uh, you, you know my nickname, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. And about uh, social projects right now, I'm not a part of any social proje projects, unfortunately, but... If, uh, I, I mean, uh, there is always something to uh, raise awareness to, which is, uh, for example, to stop racism or to stop sexualizing uh, women or to stop, start paying attention to climate changes. So I'm not a part of any project, so I won't be uh, advising to... Uh, raise awareness to any of this but if people really want to help and to do something uh, these are three topics that really makes me sad and needs to be fix fixed thank you so much Anya it was a privilege an honor a great conversation and I wish you a great day thank you so much for having me here I had a lot of fun talking to you and it was really great conversation and Thank you again. <laughs>